forewarning, the man voice is in full effect this morning. <laughs> I did not sleep very well last night and I, yeah, it's usually a couple hours in the morning before um, my man voice goes away. It's quite attractive, really. But anyway, um, I am on my way to the gym and I started, I was telling my husband last night, how discouraging it's been because not only have like just you know anybody who's lost a lot of weight before they know what I'm talking about when I say you hit a plateau like you just no matter how hard you try it feels like unless you change things up and it's got to be the right chemistry of things I feel um you just kind of can't lose any more weight right so I go see, uh, my nutritionist today who she's really awesome. Actually. Um, I've already learned a lot, but I'm excited to hear what she has to say today because I'm trying to trick my metabolism pretty much is what it is. But with all that said, I was telling my husband, it's funny. My husband before I'll say, I'm just so discouraged with this weight loss. And he's like, in his head, it means that I want to quit. And he's like, well, sweetie, he was like, you've come so far. He was like, you know, and I was like, no, like it's not, I'm not saying I want to quit. I'm just saying I'm discouraged. Like, it's not what you think. Like, you know, men and women think differently with terms and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just discouraged. Like it just sucks. You know, it's been a while and you know, I eat very healthy. I honestly don't eat junk. I can say no to pizza. I can, you know, so Um, but anyway, it's funny because it's not just, this plateau has caused me to start thinking in a way where my narrative is, you can't do this. You're out of your league. You can't do this. And, you know, that's when it gets really discouraging because, your narrative is everything and you hear people's voices and it's not just, it's not people telling you, Wendelin, you can't lose weight. I think it's throughout our lives when people tell us we can't do something, we can't attain, like we can't reach a goal we set for ourselves. I think that that kind of filters throughout like everything else in our life. You know, we hear that voice and so, and I'm not picking out a particular person that's not what it is. We just hear these voices like in our head, which sounds crazy, but this narrative of it's just too much. Um, other people can't do it. Who am I to think I can do it? You know? And I remember, okay. So my friend Meredith, I've talked about her before. She's a therapist and, um, a counselor. She owns her own like therapy, um, uh, counseling company. But anyway, she's, um, she's great. She's, she's a natural. And she, it's funny that she brought this. It's hilarious, but she brought me this painting of a cat. (laughs) And she said, so there's a story behind this cat. And she said, I did this cat when I was in elementary school, I painted this cat. And she said, you know, I was sitting there painting it in art class. And my, my art teacher came and stood behind me and said, just stop this is horrible. 
she was like, just, just stop what you're doing. Don't even finish it. Cause you could tell the cat's unfinished, like the tail and like, uh, you know, but it's actually pretty good. I'm like, I, I mean, I think it's actually really good. And I think, you know, she said it, it really affected me. She goes, the teacher actually took me off of a painting project that everybody in the class was doing and made me do something else and just told me to never basically pick up a paintbrush ever again. And I never did. She said, you know, she was like, I, it really affected me. Like she was like, it's amazing that at that age, it affected me so much that I never painted again. I never drew again. I just figured I'm not good at this. There's no point. And I think about my words to people, you know, my friend Kat recently, she was like, you know, I'd like to start traveling with my kids and she's a single mom. And immediately in my head, like my husband works for, works for the airlines. So, um, he's an airline mechanic. And so he works on the big jets and everything. And I, so we have free travel and I've had free travel for years because I've worked for the airline. And so traveling with my children at this age, I'm like, nope, like, (laughs) no, thank you. There will come a time where we will travel. We will go to Rome. We will go, we will go to Ireland. We will go to these places that I really want to take my children. But right now the thought of traveling with a one and a half year old, no, thank you. And so, and I did go to Spain with my son when he was one and a half, you know, um, but with two kids, I just, you know, it does not seem appealing. So when she told me she wanted to go traveling with her kids, that she really felt like she needed that in her life, I immediately like shut it down. Like because of my own fears, like of my own, like, Oh, I don't want no way. I'm like, Ooh, that's hard. I'm like, I would not want to try to, I totally like shut it down for her. Like not that it shut down for her, not that she's dependent on upon what I say, but it still affects people. They still hear it in their head. Like, even though that doesn't change her mind, she still hears my voice in her head saying, Oh, that's hard. Ooh, that's stressful. Like what? It may not be stressful for her. And so what if it's hard? It might end up being really fun. Like maybe the traveling part is hard, but when you're there, maybe you just have tons of fun doing it, you know? So I actually yesterday voxed her, um, and I apologized and that, you know, I said that to her a while ago and I still, I mean, about a month ago and I, I, I kept thinking about it. I mean, who am I to tell her that something's going to be difficult and to not do it? And I didn't say not to do it, but I mean, that's discouraging enough. And so we're going to say things that really hurt people and people are going to say things that really hurt us and not only just hurt us, but like make us feel like we can't do something. And so (laughs) as many positive people I have in my life, like so many positive people that I have in my life. I still hear the few from my past, even my childhood, the few that just said something was too hard. And we have a responsibility not, you know, to get past that and heal from that. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is our words are heavy. 
our words, like, they mean everything. And so, you know, I think about Meredith and her saying she never picked up a paintbrush again. I was like, you know, I bet she'd actually, like, I think she should paint. Like, I think she should just go and paint and just paint anything she wants. And even if it looks horrible, so what? But, like, to get past that in her head, to get past someone telling her she's no good. Can you imagine telling that to a young child and separating that child from the rest of the class and making them work on another project? So I think about that and like my getting healthy and, and self-care and all that. That's the term now we're using, right? Mom's self-care. But anyway, <laughs> um, they have terms for everything now. Oh my goodness. I'm a gentle parenting. I'm into gentle parenting. I, you know, did, okay. Just, I can't. <laughs> There's too many terms. Uh, anyway. Um, so in this journey of becoming a healthier person, I really have to look at my past and see what I have done. I've lost weight before. This is the most challenging because after you have children, your body's like, I want every ounce of fat that you have and I'm going to snuggle with it. Like that's what your body does. But I've done this before and I've done harder things. And I always tell my son, I can do hard things, right, Charlie? You can do hard things. He's like, that's right. I can do hard things. And so when he's trying to put on like a pair of pants that are like hard, he's like, oh, I'm like, what can you do? He goes, I can do hard things. And sometimes I do have to help him out, even though he can do hard things, you know, because I also want him to feel free to say I need help. But in this, in this journey, whatever journey you're going through, whatever goal that you want to obtain Don't allow the insecurities of other people, my insecurity of traveling with my children, oh my goodness, you know, on an airplane, like, don't let that hinder somebody else, like, watch your words. And, you know, it's the same thing how I feel about motherhood, like, when you're pregnant, and I've mentioned this before, women going, oh my goodness, this and this and this, you're gonna, it's so difficult, you're never gonna sleep again, and all this stuff, and it just that narrative plays over and over and over again to a new mom. And it already puts a burden on her that isn't even there yet. Like she's just pregnant and you're putting this burden on her and these fears. And what it boils down to is fear. Like that other person fears something or just has not allowed themselves to work through fear to accomplish something. And so they, it's contagious. They give it to somebody else. So our words are just, (laughs) you know, I remember in high school, I took a, it was called the true love weights commitment back then. Right. And it meant a lot to me. And when I say that I make a commitment to something, like I make a commitment to it, you know, Um, I'm just the kind of person that likes to think through things and be like, okay, well, this is how I feel about it. Like what, you know, same thing with like alcohol, drinking alcohol. Like I didn't even take a sip of alcohol till I was 25 just because I was like, "Mm, I really don't like 
the idea of not having control of myself. So what does this mean? Blah, 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 blah. So I took a sip at like 25 and every once in a while I'll have a drink here and there. I'm just not into it. But anyway, so I mean, that's just who I am. Like this is, you know, I want to make sure that I'm making the right choice. <laughs> and so, and it has nothing to do with, oh, I'm, I, I, I'm so good at making choices. Nope. It just is how I, I'm built. It's how I'm wired. And so anyway, in middle school, I took this commitment to wait till, till marriage to have sex. And I remember throughout my whole single life, I only had one other boyfriend besides my husband. Um, my whole single life, people told me, oh, good luck. Good luck. I remember actually somebody saying to me, you know that only like 1% of people actually like go through with that. Like statistics were actually given to me. Like, <clears throat> like, I'm already like discouraged enough. <laughs> and I felt alone in it a lot of times, but I did have friends around me that like in college and after college that were the same, you know? And so that was really encouraging, but it's amazing to the 20 to 30 people I had around me that were like-minded those three or four people in my past, those words were so heavy that it was almost overpowered the people I had around me, the multitude of people I had around me that were encouraging. And so I think about that and I think about how discouraging that was. And I remember actually after I got married, a someone from high school who she's hilarious because she, I think she's the only one who would have the cojones enough to ask me. <laughs> I haven't even talked to her in years. Like I bumped into her at a grocery store and she wrote me on Facebook and was like, I just have to ask because it was really important to me. And I talked about it like freely to people in high school. I remember. And she asked me, she goes, did you actually wait till marriage to have sex? <laughs> Cause I got married at 32 and I laughed, but it was not offensive. I'm an open freaking book. And I said, yeah, I did. I waited till I was married to have sex. And, you know, because, and it is something that I'm proud of. And I don't think that you should not be proud of it. And I think, you know, people are like, oh, well, I didn't. And I'm ashamed. No, like, move on. Like, <laughs> move on with your life. Don't, don't harbor on the past. Don't harbor on things of the past. Move on. Just because I did that does not mean I'm better than anybody else. Like, let me put that out there first. And, you know, I did work hard at it. And so, but it's amazing how many times I thought, can I actually do this? Like, when I fall in love, like, when, like my husband, I've never been in love before. I said it to somebody, but it was nothing. <laughs> I know now that it was not love and I'm like, this is love. Like I'm, I like, I'm like crazy in love with my husband. And I think I thought to myself, Oh, when I actually am in love, am I going to be able to do that? Am I going to be able, like everyone's telling me, like so many people told me, no, like Wendelin, you're probably good. 
And it's funny how those people are the loudest in my head. Holy moly. I do say holy moly a lot, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's nuts. So I just, you know, I think about that cat picture. And I have that cat painting, Meredith's cat painting. I have it in my house displayed. Because when my kids finally ask me about it, or when I finally tell them about it, I've told Charlie about it before, but I mean, that was a while ago. I'm going to tell them that that picture represents the people in our life that stop us from doing things that we feel we need to do or that we want to do or goals. And that that picture actually is really good. I can't believe an elementary school kid (laughs) painted that. I don't know if I could have done it like at this age. And I'm like, that's actually a really good picture. And you could tell that it's not finished. And I want my kids to finish things. I'm going to say, you know, that picture right there, that cat picture is a representation of what words can do to us. And I just don't want you to stop. I don't want you to have unfinished work. I want you to continue. And you can do this. You know, and so my words can be so heavy if, if I don't choose the right ones. As much as Kat is a strong person, as much as she's a person that's going to do it anyway, trust you me, my words still affect her. She's one of my best friends. Like, why wouldn't it? You know, like... I remember I was, you know, on Facebook, I would write stuff about like my kids, like a long post with a picture or whatever. And I heard someone say to me, um, and they were joking around, but I, I didn't do it again. And they said, Oh, Wendelin, I can't even read everything that you write. Like just put a picture up or something like that. And they were joking and they're a good friend and they did not mean it in a bad way. But guess what? It stopped me from writing what I'm actually thinking. I shouldn't have let it stop me. I shouldn't have, but I did, you know, and it's crazy. So through this journey of becoming a healthy person, I do hear in my head, this is too hard. It's taking too long, but then I have to combat it with truth. So I see that and I go, that's a lie. I have to identify lies and I'm like, that's a lie. And then I have to combat it with truth. I am given strength to do things. You know, and I think that's really important to to do because I have to remember that I have accomplished things in my life even through negative narratives. And the way I see it is I can either stop right now on this journey of becoming a healthier person. So say I do this for another year and then I reach my goal. I can sit here and say, oh, another year? That's nuts. I have to do this another year? And I can quit and then a year from now look back and go, well, crap. I'm worse off now. If I'd have done the hard work, I'd, have, I'd be at my goal now. Or I can push through and a year from now look back and go, I struggled, but I made it. 
So things are hard. (laughs) Reaching our goals are hard. You know, look at all these New Year's resolutions that people don't meet because it's hard, you know, and I think a lot of times we do give up because we're not given the support. I mean, ultimately, it's up to us. But if we truly have people in our lives that are life giving and truth givers, you know, I think. It goes a long way because even as kids, we still, if we hear you can't do that, you're not strong enough. We put it to other things in our lives as adults, addiction, you know, goals, whatever it is. We just feel like we don't have the strength or what it, or because we failed 500 other times. What's the point of trying again? You know, I have a friend who has something in their life that they keep falling into, but they, they did not give up. And I look at them and they're just plowing through things. And I'm just really proud of this person. And I'm like, wow, like they failed a lot of times and they got back up and pushing through. But I think it takes a lot of people in their life to go, that's amazing. Good job. You know? But anyway, I give that to you guys this morning because I was thinking about the cat painting and thinking about my goals and how discouraged I am right now. But I am sitting outside the gym, so I'm about to go in there and rock my booty off. Yeah. Sometimes I have to sing about it, even though, you know, I'm not that great of a singer, but I sing about it anyway. Um... Yeah, so happy Saturday.